Welcome, once again, to Pandora's Box. Over to you, Drew. Welcome once again to Pandora's Box, everybody. We hope that you're having a great day. Great day. Welcome once again to Pandora's Box, everybody. We're bringing you facts in our own way. We're bringing them to you with joviality. We're bringing them to you with silly sensibilities. We're bringing them to you in our own kind of way. Foolish to some academics, I might say. (coughs) Academic might be a stretch. (laughs) Ponderous. Some might say Mm. that. Curious. Explorative. Mm. Curious. Yes. Enthusiastic. So yeah, welcome to Pandora's Box, everyone. You are listening to Aspen Weight Radio. You also might be watching us on YouTube or Spotify, whichever way you're listening to us. Um, please go on our other um, media mm. outlets, media outlets, formats. Watch all of them, and mm-hmm. yeah, just watch all of them, all in a row, even though it's the same thing. Yeah, nah, just um, give us. We'd appreciate every single one of you if you just remember to give us a like and a share and a subscribe. It helps us out. Um, yeah, because you know we know from watching the own you know stuff that we like to watch, and mm. obviously YouTuber stuff. It's you don't necessarily watch it and you think, do you know what? Obviously, I've come here to like it, mm. but it does help us out, you know. Yeah, help us out. Get you know the algorithm. Get on that, that algorithm. Those pesky algorithms. So yeah, we appreciate that, guys. And thanks just for everyone that listens on the reg, or people that are listening for the first time. Whatever, we love you. That first track that played us in today was "Future Warrior" by Palms. I'm your host as usual, Obadiah Penny Whistle. To mm-hmm. so the left of me, we have Drupal Le Bear. What's up? That's um, for people that don't speak French. Um, that's Drupal the Bear. Drupal the Bear. Um, to the right of me, we have the man with the golden nug. The mm-hmm. man that shall forever be a child. Mm-hmm. Our Gaps Hello, Kids model. The young Bullwinkle. Welcome. <laughs> Our Gaps Kids <laughs> model. The great Gatsby. Gatsby. Yes. I mean, young Bullwinkle. Yeah. Hello, everybody. So, how are we, fellas? We all good? Feeling mm-hmm. Feeling hat, What was hat, the name hat. of that first track again? It was called Future Warrior. Future Warrior mm. oh, by like Palms. That's like a good that. name, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Future Warrior. They will need a future warrior to fight against the AI. <gasps> That's what made me think the of it. Robots. Yeah. Future Warrior. Yeah. That Terminator. pesky AI. Oh, Elon God. Musk says there's more um we should fear AI more than every nuclear bomb on the planet combined. Oh, God. Apparently, AI is at a stage where literally at any minute, um, th- theoretically anyway, it could just take over. Mm. You know what I Already. will say? What's that? I feel like if, if I was to rank out of all the ways the world could end, which would I find the most interesting to like watch happen and be a part of? Yeah. I feel like AI taking over would be one where it'd be a little bit like, there'd be moments where you'd be sat on your sofa like watching the news like, you know what? Oh. This is kind of scary. But at the same time, I would rather this happened than I just got nuked randomly out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm. Depends how you ended up finally getting killed, I guess. And yeah. like your family and your loved ones. Because mm. you know like I mean? zombie apocalypse would be quite cool to watch as well. Oh, but yeah. It would be very mm, scary. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> thinking when you said like your favourite one. I think like, yeah. because I think zombies would be like, or, well, not bottom. Terrifying. But they, they would be below robots for me. Well, it would be scarier I for th- you. I feel like it would be like COVID. 
in a way. And COVID was kind nah. of boring, but kind nah, of scary. it wouldn't be like COVID, it, it would be like if COVID, if COVID just turned you into a zombie. Well, I you'd don't just know. Just be worried that you just because, get infected. Yeah, but I don't think you'd be you know? worrying about the economy and stuff like that if there was like a zombie. Yeah, if it was I like suppose, proper twenty-eight yeah. days later, or like The Walking Dead mm. style. I think that'd be rubbish if it was like an illness that was like airborne carried. That's what I that'd mean. Be yeah, savage, that's but be yeah, zombies. But, I'm thinking yeah. you get bitten. Yeah, oh, right, 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 right. yeah. The traditional yeah, way yeah, that you become cool. a zombie and all these you have to get bitten by a zombie. Yeah, then just like sniff some air and then like proper survival mode. Yeah, I'm thinking like you know. Um, you see, f- that's cooler. Fortify oh, yeah. your truck, go to like a, a station and get you know zombie hunting. Get, yeah, get loads man. of fuel stored up. Go to like your local B and Q or Wicks and like basically fortify your house. Like board up the windows. Mm. You know, get um like all of your loved ones. Like you know, in what in like you know decide um democratically between you and like your closest friends and your family members where we you should hold up mm. and then you'd create like a system almost like you know where, right who's the most useful in this so you'd have like in in what sort of I don't want to say department because mm. that sounds almost like hilarious like governmental mm. but do you know what I mean like you'd think like okay well this person's head of this this person's head of this do you know what I mean like and then I reckon I'd starve do you in reckon? a zombie apocalypse I don't think yeah, I'd you'd be a zombie you'd be in our little just... you'd be in our little community so we right. try and make sure you didn't starve. As long as someone could provide me food, then I'd I give you a little could, can. I'd be a hand in it. I'd give you a can apocalypse. of baked beans every day, mate. Oh, thank right. you, thank you. Maybe to keep me going. Maybe every now and again a scotch broth, oh, just to switch nice. it up. Get you some we vegetables. all learn to be a a a, 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 a community <laughs> provider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I think of like everybody I know, An asset to the community. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> if I think of all like my sort of closest friends and their like immediate family as well, which obviously would be included in our little community. It'd probably end up being about like 30, 40 people. Then I think actually I know some pretty useful people that I can imagine would, you know, some like good sort of the odd like good carpenter and builder mm. are probably really good at like fortifying all the windows and the mm. front door, making it almost impregnable and almost like, do you know what I mean? Like making like not just like de- from a defensive point of view, but almost like fortifying it in terms of, you know, how obviously how they would fortify old castles and that. So there would be like strategic ways that, you know, nothing could get to like an access point without it being damaged. Mm, mm, mm. And then you could like use windows above to like pour like boiling oil out and stuff like that. They, like, they, you know, they used to do like burning oil and yeah, tar and stuff yeah. back in medieval times. Mm. They would like have holes over like the, the like the the entrance way to the castle, Pabits. and they would obviously board up the door to the the, the big door to the castle, and then but over the, uh, above they would literally have like cauldrons essentially, mm. and then they would pour like boring oil to the people below. Savage, trying to get in. isn't it? <laughs> but so I mean, you don't even have to shoot, try and shoot them with arrows; just pour but all over the shields, everything. Mm. A bit of that's going to go on them, and it's going to yeah, cane. man. That's savage. Just like melt the zombies. Yeah. I don't know that's what I'd be good at, but I've watched every single episode of Walking Dead, so I like to think I'd I'd find a way yeah, to be handy techniques. somehow. Oh man, I've been recently getting real <laughs> jealous of our new next door neighbour. So like, Ooh. yeah, is he a zombie? The handyman. Yeah, the handyman. Do you, oh you yeah, see, you, yeah. You, you, you see yeah, the garden yeah. as, you, as you go past. Literally everything you see in there, like the treehouse, the shed, all Even, of the fencing, yeah. all the walling. Mm. He's like created a whole patio area with all the built up wall all over it and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy knows what he's doing. He's yeah. like, he's like mm. built like up like this whole thing. And it's it's such good skills to have, you know. Like, you want a person or two like that in your oh, little zombie yeah, apocalypse man. tribe. Yeah, even like even to get the the, the plumbing sorted. Sorry. Mm. 
spitting everywhere there. <laughs> <laughs> you, is you, it making you want to start doing DIY now? Is that hundred percent? I'm like, I'm like, and even yeah. the old lady next door as well. She built, um, you know, the top uh, over the front of your door. You get like a little, yeah, yeah, a little, yeah. little thing mm. like that. Like yeah. she built that, cool. and then like, and the like the log store as well. Yeah. She just built out of um, pallets, out, out of pallets, but yeah. then made it look really cool in that. And it's just little things like that. It's like cool. It's handy yeah. in it. It's good stuff to know. Hundred um, percent, man. Yeah, it's, make, it's making me want to bring out my my DIY skills a little bit. Mm, I think it's like it's, never. I actually almost like it, I find it really fun almost to think like right, you'd have like the specific like the um you'd like have the appointed sort of like security mm. of your um. Do you know what I mean people that would almost be like on guard? That's like mm. job it was to not not only to look out for zombies, but if there was like a hairy situation where they would be like at the forefront of the mm. battle, and then you'd obviously have like you'd almost have like um the entertainment you know you mean you need to keep good spirits and like mm. morale is like really important so you'd have people that would almost like part of their job was just to like keep everyone in good spirits and play the music and tell them stories and sort of like run things and stuff like i could imagine your someone like your mum would be really good at that mm. do you know what i mean like just I keeping I'd, everyone's I'd spirits be like, if we were up high up at somewhere high up as well i'd be like an awesome sniper oh yeah i'd yeah. just mm. like hide out and literally just murk yeah. about a thousand zombies in a week. <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be amazing yeah yeah, that'd be awesome, man. I get like yeah, like me and Jake Harden and and um and if Jake could get over from Australia, like me, Jake Harden and Jake Ayers could be like frontline defence. Mm-hmm. I can just, imagine like I just keep imagining like Glastonbury tour in my head and just like yeah. all being like at the top of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But fortifying it. Yeah, fortifying mm, it and then anything yeah. that come up and it's like any get over the walls, they literally just like, yeah. poof, poof, like off the top of the tour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, you know, just um oh, have they even got a name? Uh, I don't think they have, but basically, you know, when you just essentially make like massive, like sharpen, like massive trunks, not ramifications. Just, like, <laughs> you just like stick them in the ground so that like anything that's like running up towards yeah. your location, it's like really hard because they're just going to get like impaled mm. by a massive stake. Essentially, mm. get like loads of them on the go, loads of just like really ramparts. brainstorm. Like no, no, no. Like I mean, you say you would say like storm the ramparts, like or the castle sort of thing, but it's not like that's not like what those no, stake no, things no, are. But um. Yeah, it's almost like fun to like imagine that you'd like brainstorm. Mm. Okay, like just amazing ways to like fortify your your defenses, your domain. I feel like yeah. I said this. Um, I was speaking uh, speaking to my ex about this, mm. and I was thinking the first thing I think you got to do is you got to just get as much like resources you can oh, instantly. Yeah. But then you got to go somewhere which it's um, which is like not very populated. Because mm. if you just think, if you're, let's say you lived in a city, mm. right? Oh, you would, would have no chance in mm. a zombie apocalypse. Mm. Oh, too many zombies. But if you were going to like a little village somewhere, you know, yeah. you, could, you could probably wipe out a population it's one of these zombies. manor houses yeah. on a massive yeah. estate yeah. is what you want. Exactly. Yeah. I can think house. of a couple of houses in my head that would be like great to fortify. Mm. They're like pretty much in the middle of nowhere and they're already like pretty gated and stuff like that. That's what you need. Yeah. Because then you've got nice gardens all around you as well. Even something like my folks' house, you know, with like that little road down there. I mean, it went, it's not it's not the best like example of this, but you know, there's like almost like streams either side, mm. and then there's just that road. Like you could build like a really big, massive fortified gate mm. there. Do you know what I mean? And um, even like and yeah, and maybe even in the streams as well, and then just like fortify that whole lane. And then yeah, you'd have like a big garden and stuff, mm. and like a nice little community there. Mm. Shame it's never going to happen, really, isn't it? I know. When you, get, you always get excited about it, thinking about it, don't yeah, you? you, like, like you want why it to can't happen? I build this fortified house that's just like yeah. in the middle of nowhere of all my mates? <laughs> I can definitely think of a couple of people that would be like a liability in that situation, though. <laughs> mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you just think Dead like wait. their skill, their their um their skills wouldn't really be appropriate for that scenario. Mm. 
and stuff that like you would think like, oh, they'd be a bit of a pain in the ass. You know? <laughs> Feed them to the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because obviously you couldn't do it. You wouldn't want to do it. But then you just think like, you'd be like, oh, man. Yeah, that's it. that's where the brutality well, of the apocalypse. What would, what would they contribute in the scenario like that? Yeah, that's apart the thing, from like, another mouth to feed. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah, everyone's got to contribute in some way. You yeah, know, yeah. Into society in general. Are you an asset to society? Are you a society an asset to society in a zombie apocalypse? Mm. That's what you got to ask. Yeah, yourself, you know? yeah. yeah, not normal society, but in an, in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, because you'd have to just be like, I accept the fact that you're not going to be eating the same way. Yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean you, you'd have to accept it. like everyone would lose weight? We'd all be living off like yeah, like tin, yeah. like a lot of tinned goods mm. and stuff like that. And yeah, if you were out somewhere where there was a lot of game and stuff, that'd be cool. Like if, if you, you found some, li- estate, yeah, like yeah. if you if you fortified some like little building in the middle of the Quantock somewhere, like some random one mm. or an Exmoor, then yeah, you could go out hunting deer Holford. and stuff. Yeah, that'd be good. there's loads of deer out there, aren't there? Yeah, but I mean, is there like a is there even like an, an old? Are there even like ruins of anywhere no, though? I don't know. Really, are there? No. No. There's that there's, there's a house in the Great Wood, isn't there? Which is like right next to the the oh, first actually, car park. There's the, there's a place that right next to Holford where you you can walk from the car park, mm. and mm. it's this massive old manor. And like, um, oh and, yeah, we walked. Oh yeah, we walked past it the other day. I ah. went to Holford with my friends, and we walked past it. Yeah, isn't and it, there it, like it's one a owned by community. yeah owned by monks? Yeah, yeah. yeah so so so. The but like um, an arm of the Buddhist community in the UK bought Buddhists, that. yeah, but Buddhist community. <laughs> I don't know why I was Buddhists. Um, but no, I just like, expected them to be like priests, it. not not Buddhists. It just seems a bit random that that place no, in like Holford. Buddhist community, it's monks, right? And like, it's like all yeah, monks Buddhist monks, and, and, um, and and literally, and they they have like like um, things up there, um, uh, like retreats and stuff, and mm. like have big marquee out on the lawn, and they do they were mm. doing events there, and we That's I was cool. chatting to him, he started showing me around, and it was um, nice. So I think it's Wordsworth or like, someone really right, famous, yes. um, like lived there. He and, and that does and ring wrote, a bell. and wrote parts of his stories from that place, and you can like yeah. go into the room where it was like the library and stuff where he wrote some of his words. I think it does ring a bell that like Wordsworth was somewhere around the context, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I think it was sense. Wordsworth. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Wordsworth. Hello, Wordsworth. How are you? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool, isn't it? I mean, mm. yeah, let I us know what you'd do in a, in a zombie apocalypse. Mm. What would you do and where would you go? Mm. Um, you know, so comment down whether you're watching us on, on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, comment. Let us know what you would do would in a zombie apocalypse. Would you go into the underground? Would you go high up? I tell you what would be a really good place to go um, if you had access to, like, a boat. You know, they've obviously got those, like, uh, like oil tankers out at the mm. sea where people, like, work there, don't they? Mm. And obviously, like zom- zombies can't swim, and you could or fish. Can they? <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Nah, I mean, Ooh. well, in, in no, in no, like, um, movie or television program does it show because, like, zombies are like. How can they end up in the water though? You couldn't be like storming about in the water. How can they just be like stood at the bottom? How can they be just stood at the bottom of the water, mm, just not able to move, just able to like sort of stand there? And if you came across, it would bite your leg. Hopefully, like animals in the sea would take them out though, because they'd all be like decaying, and they probably smell of like decay. Oh, and like sharks and sharks. that would like be wanting to get them, wouldn't they? Mm. Mm. Zombie, yeah. But then, yeah, if the zombies bit a shark and become a zombie shark, oh, that'd be sketchy. Mm. <laughs> sketchy. Imagine that. Yeah, you go out to sea thinking it's going to be fine, but then zombie sharks are like just circling your domain. <laughs> Oh, that's and terrifying. you only know because yeah, like because then they can swim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zombie blue whale. Oh, oh <laughs> no. just swallowing people like ten people at a time. Yeah. 
Oh man, menacing! Like literally, like you just see a boat like going to shore to get some more supplies. It just swallows the boat. Mm. Man, oh, imagine like how how like stinking the world would be in the, with a zombie thing as well because it's mm. like decaying. Yeah, hundred percent. I never really thought about yeah, that. But it must like must be horrible. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I went to the zoo the other day. Um, and I mean, it just smells in some parts of the zoo, mm. just because mm. obviously, like you know, the baboon enclosure and like in the, mm. where the gorillas and the. Well, I'm on like are. a motorbike as well. Like, um, you normally in your car, you don't notice so much, but like if I if I like ride past like um some some um roadkill and oh, it's, it's been there for like really? a week or something or like, yeah, like a oh, savage man, smell, it's horrible, is yeah, it? Because it's like it's death, and that's like smell through death. That's you know? through your helmet at speed yeah, as well. Exactly, you just go wow. past it. And it's like especially in the heat, you know, when yeah. it's hot, and you get hit by it. And it's like oh like, well they say that um i know that they said that um i think it was uh i think it was auschwitz they said that when the um the americans first um you know oh what's the word i'm looking for like um arrived yeah when they well, yeah no no yeah when they arrived at yeah. auschwitz yeah but i was going liberated when they liberated yeah auschwitz, yeah yeah um, they said that like the the sights there and the, the combination of like the the stacks of bodies and the smell and mm. everything like I think these are men that like were killing people every day so it's mm. not like they were like squeamish guys mm. they were used to seeing their or friends not getting surrounded by death yeah. yeah they were like yeah they were used mm. to seeing death and bodies and that but they just said the stench and like the sights there was so horrible. literally like people were, like soldiers were turning up on the scene and just like th- like throwing up like immediately mm. just like just because it was just so shocking to the human mm. senses i was watching or listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about like the smell of death and i don't think i've ever smelled death but they were saying like how it is literally the worst smell you can like ever yeah. come across my uncle dom's my uncle dom's a copper and he said that like he's, he basically he's every now and again he's, he's not the sort of guy that shares shares much um he's like very private guy but um, I know that he finds um, like his job quite stressful, and he's saying like you know it's just like little things that people don't think of. Like people are, I think like the average sort of civilian is like just you know thinks almost of like all the downsides of a copper. Like oh yeah, just doing people for speeding and you know just like sitting around eating donuts, like waiting to hand out people fines and stuff. And don't get me wrong, there definitely are some coppers that do sort of fit that stereotype, I think. But there are also um, my uncle Dom's one hundred percent not not like that at all, and he he said that like. Um, what people don't think about is the fact that like yeah you know if um if they get like a call and it's like some concerns neighbor that says they haven't seen their neighbor in like weeks but there's like really bad smells coming from the house and it's like really out of character for them not to be around and then obviously they have to go around there and if you knock on the door and there's like you know and then they talk through the letterbox and there's like clearly some like foul odors coming out and there's like no one it's like unresponsive family members you know they're completely unaccounted for the the next stage, obviously, is, is like your force entry. Mm. I know, yeah, and if you just like break an entry and there's like somebody in that's been like dead for weeks, he said that like the smell is just like depressing. It's mm. like, but it's like, it's just, like rank. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's like, yeah, it like makes you urge, but it's like, it's also like a depressing smell. Yeah. And you just yeah, get in yeah, there yeah. and there's like flies everywhere. Oh, and, that's savage. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's like parts of their body parts have just like bloated where gravity oh. has started to take an effect and there's, circ- there's no circulation anymore. So, yeah. like, all the blood in the body's like swollen into the hands and the feet and like, oh, certain, you know man. what I mean? And it's just, the skin's gone grey mm. and all the veins mm. sort of like are showing up but gone all black and that and it's just nasty man not you know? nice not nice yeah. like the extremities of um, of uh, in that situation if you're like a um, like in the army or a police like yeah, officer or yeah. something like that you're almost seeing like the extremities of society like yeah because we're guarded from it as civilians yeah, do you yeah. Know, we don't have to deal with it because we yeah. we're not in a line of work or anything that you have to put up with that we're just like you know to us it's almost just like when people die it's taken care of. Yeah. Mm, but we're not yeah. the ones that take care of it, so you don't think about the minutiae. Yeah. You don't think mm. about the people that actually have to then, 
you know, in a scenario like that, where like if somebody doesn't die next to their wife, you know, mm. or next to their husband, mm. or if you live on your own and then you just randomly die or commit suicide, mm. and then if you, you know, you could not be found for a couple of weeks because it's it's going to take a little while for people to even realise that something's up, mm. and then by the time you are found, you're already like in a pretty nasty way. You know, that would be the that would be the benefit of the robot civil war is that if you kill a robot, you won't have to deal with the smell. You'll just, <laughs> yeah, just that's be able true. to just move on. It would just That's smell like if wall. you like smashed up a CD ROM. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, the smell of smashed up CD ROM in the morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I said, like. Isn't that weird as well? What? Like, when you like it, you know, you think of like meat, that's like before it's gone rotten. Yeah. Um, that smells good when oh, it's cooking. So good. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then again, it's like it's anything. Like, like when something's fresh, it does smoke. But like, think about how bad like a compost heap smells. Oh, like yeah. that's that that's like it's rank, mm. and it's almost like mad at the time that you think that's just veg. Yeah, yeah. But it smells rank. Or like, yeah. have you ever smelled like severely gone off broccoli? <laughs> no, have you though? I don't think I have. Oh man, it is. is it's, it smells like savage farts. Oh, yeah. it smells like the most savage farts. <laughs> it really does. But it's like it's mad that like something like broccoli that normally um, someone's just a uh, spot yeah, you know just might have to go got, got on their motorbike. Mm. The <laughs> no, um, it's mad that something that normally you wouldn't th- you think of as like a pretty odorless, mm. relatively mm. relatively odious. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, relatively o- <laughs> odorless. I meant odious. Relatively odious. No, that's <laughs> the whole point. It's not odious. Relatively odorless, like What's broccoli. Odious? Odious is when something does smell bad. Oh, oh it does smell bad. You odious wench! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Odorous and odious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Odorless. Yeah, it's mad to think that something like broccoli can smell that bad. Mm. But, um, yeah, I remember during the uh, the first lockdown, I remember I did, like, a little food order, but it was, like, on, like, one of the hottest days of that year, and the mm. food, like, spoiled on the way. Um, cool. And I remember, like, it was, yeah, the broccoli just and just oh. arrived to us rank. And then I remember even the, the delivery driver was like, just to warn you, I think some of your food's gone bad. It, like, smells pretty bad. And, like, yeah, we, like, couldn't eat. We could, Like, half of the food that we ordered was, like, unusable because it was, That's like... savage. Yeah. Did they not have it in, um... Cause, cause yeah, they get a bit in ice packs and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, with Ocado, they've actually got fridges on the back of the on the yeah. back of the van and it's all, like, it's all stacked yeah, up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, the like, the exact details, but he basically said that it'd be, like, such a hot day. That had gotten like really hot in the back of the lorry and it just like spoiled loads of the food. Don't Savage. with like online orders and deliveries, they tend to give sort of stuff that's pretty close to spoiling anyway. I find usually. I do I feel, find- I feel like if we get a, a yeah. delivery to our house, it's usually the stuff that maybe. If, if you were to go to a shop, for example, oh, you're yeah, going to you buy the stuff. Put your hand the, right the at the back. Freshest stuff <laughs> yeah. that you can find. Yeah. But, oh yeah, that's what I was like, yeah. yeah, but if you're gonna go, you know, if if they're just trying to get rid of whatever they can, they might give you bread that spoils in a day. Yeah. You know, you, you never really know when mm. you're Yeah, definitely. Like, if it's like, you know, say it's like the Yeah, say it's like, I don't know, like the second. Mm. You're not gonna buy like a chicken that goes off on the third, are you? You're gonna mm. find one that goes off on like the eighth or the ninth. Because mm. then you're like, that's gonna be really But fresh. if you were ordering that online, they'd send you the oh, yeah. Yeah. believe yeah. that yeah. goes off on the second. Yeah. That's <laughs> one of the reasons I just don't I mean I did I did a couple times um as I said during the first lockdown, but in general I never mm. order online because yeah. I'd much rather just have the freedom to pick whatever I want. Yeah. It's and been it's been real good. We've been um, doing Ocado ones like recently, yeah. like and that's they're always like real good. But yeah, um, yeah seems so. Seems avocados are much more sort of um, at market one though, isn't it? Mm. Was it like Waitrose? Yeah, I think it's like Waitrose, M and S, and another place that I can't remember yeah. the name of. But 
Well, to be honest, I don't really know because I'm not dealing with that stuff as much. Yeah. Like Meg's You're betrothed is... Mm. Yeah, but... She, She's yeah, went buying all the lentils. It's, it's, all, it's all been real nice and that. Like, yeah. I haven't thought, oh, that's like a bit annoying that they've sent that, you know, but... She's the lady behind the bean stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. We had, like, a bean dal yesterday and it was it really insane. I, lo- it was I do so really good. like dals. Yeah, I don't know. She's this just you know like when the yeah. sauce is just so flavoursome. Yeah, right? and it's oh, like, oh, what have oh. you done to me? <gasps> what have you done? <laughs> done to this? Yeah, I love tarka dal, like you know, like an mm. like an Indian. And yeah, it's just, like, nice lentil, garlicky dal, like yeah. a lentil dal. Mm. Oh, it's delicious, man. Mm-hmm. Beautiful oh, garlic. We, we got an lentil, insane yeah. Indian like next to us in Warminster oh, as you? well. Yeah, like we tried it the other day, and it was just oh. one of those ones where you're like, oh my god, this is good. You know, like. You know, sometimes it's like, yeah, this is all right. Like, yeah. It was mm. like a, ah. Oh. And you go there, I went and picked it up, and there's literally about four seats in there. Mm. There's, it's like really small. Mm. But yeah. Have you tried that stone one. baked pizza or, Hell that, yeah. or that, what about that Thai place in Westbury? Uh, not the Thai. No, but you, you got the stone baked pizza. Uh, pizza oh, place. not Westbury. There's one in um, in Warminster. Oh, that nice. is literally an Italian guy owns it, and he's got oh. inside it, it's literally a, um, a, like a period, like Italian, like stone built, um, like pizza oven nice. as well. Nice, nice. Yeah, so they do two for Tuesdays. Like, Makes oh, it nice. taste better if it's from an Italian guy mm. as well. Doesn't hey, it? you want yeah. my pizza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instantly <laughs> tastes ten percent yeah, better. He's like yeah. that as well. Yeah. He's called Gino. Oh, <laughs> mate, what a chance! Add an extra percentage onto the flavour every time. Ah, nice, I, I remember how much it was, um, how funny it was. I went, I went through a stage like, oh, must, maybe it was like even as much as a couple of years ago now, but it was like a year or two ago. And I was watching that really good show. Um, it's like Gino, Fred, and and um, yeah. and Gordon They've done Ramsay. Like little, like, I really want to see one it's of really those. Good. You've said about that. My before. favorite one was the one where they went to the Greek islands, mm. and it was really funny because me and Em were watching it, and um, Em said that it's like really funny because it was. She said that it was like watching me and Josh and Drew. Yeah, yeah. She said it was like Josh. She said I was like Gordon. Josh was like Fred, and Drew's like Gino. Yeah. <laughs> and then what was really funny was like about a month later we were out with um, Josh. That's Suswa the Gold, obviously. But Winkle's um, older brother, and he's also guest hosted Dark Dale and also just been a guest on Dark Dale loads of times. Um, yeah, he's he, he, like Josh and Claire said that um, they'd said exactly the same thing, which I just thought was like really funny. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just like hilarious. I, yeah. I want to see it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was like really funny. I remember they did this like race in Athens, and like it was like you could tell that like Gino and Fred were taking it like not serious. Like they were still having a laugh, but they were at least were sort of like doing it. Whereas like Gino's, you could tell he was like most concerned with just putting on the most ridiculous outfit possible, <laughs> and was not taking the race seriously at all. And it was like Fred won, but but like the race, but like Gino like wore, like deliberately almost like to to prove a point, almost like wore like a weighted vest the whole time. So like Gino came second, but wore the weighted vest, and like sorry. Gordon came second but wore a weighted vest and Gino just came like last by far but was just like making everyone just like hysterically laughing because he was like we did it in these like weird little like flamingo like like little pants or something like that like these little pink flamingo pants or something and it was just like and even like when they were like they were like swimming they were catching fresh produce themselves like going down in the mm. in the sea off like the Greek islands getting like lobsters and mm. crabs and stuff but like just Fred and G- and Gordon were just wearing like black swimsuits and just Gino you know, just had this like pink one with like unicorns <laughs> on or something like that and it was just it was so funny it's the way to do it yeah it was actually hilarious man I love that show though that's actually a well good show mm. very good anyway should we do like randomly we'll, we'll do a couple of quick fire facts randomly before cool. we go into our, our next song I do have a question this week as well for both of you yeah so we could do that at some point too yeah we'll save it to the after the next song we can awesome. um, we can kick that off 
Right. Did you know that the word honeymoon originated from the tradition of giving newlyweds a month's supply of mead on their wedding night? I had heard that before. Yeah, I heard that yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's good. a cool fact, though, for people that yeah, think that's really yeah, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because honeymoon is such like a well-known term, but uh, yeah, it has its origins in sort of like Saxon and Viking mm. sort of just traditions because, yeah, that yeah. was like the way that you would do it. Yeah. And you'd also know a month from the, the way that the moon looks. The moon, so it's like, yeah, yeah. so it's like Every, you, you can have moon. enough mead for the next moon until yeah. the next full moon. Yeah, so it's like honeymoon. Yeah, cool. yeah. However the moon was when you got married. That's cool, isn't it? Mm. Oh, I thought this was a good one because it counters what Marshall Bernardo was saying last week. You know when we were talking about um, Hitler and and Eva Braun's remains? Mm. Mm. And um, Bernardo was saying that... um, that, you know, the, the remains of Hitler have been verified or in Russia. But... From this account, this is interesting because this says this says the opposite. This says the burnt remains of Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun were destroyed in 1970 by order of KGB head Yuri Antropov, except for a few fragments of bone and skull, which were rediscovered in 1993. And in 2009, DNA testing by the University of Connecticut on the fragments confirmed that the bone fragments did not belong to Hitler or Braun. Ooh. So this is saying that that's yeah that the supposed remains of Hitler and and Braun are not actually them, which um, although I'm not saying that's evidence that Hitler definitely you know because there's that, the reason why we were talking about with Bernard last week basically is because some people think that Hitler actually escaped the bunker in mm, Berlin and that to, over to Argentina. Yes, that's right, over to South America. Used his probably his contacts and his friends in Spain. You know, snuck him through um, Germany, through Spain, to the coast, probably got on some Nazi submarine, literally went under the Atlantic Ocean, landed on some little secluded beach somewhere in Argentina. And we know things like that did happen. So there's like uh, there's like, like solid accounts of submarines popping up on Argentinian little beaches and like, you know, Nazi officials getting out and sort of starting new lives there. The question is, did Hitler? Mm. Um, there's a really interesting television programme um, called Finding Hitler. That's got this guy called Tim Kennedy on it, and he's like a former U.S. Green Beret. Um, and there's like other journalists and detectives that are like helping him out on the program, and they're like going around Argentina and asking questions. And there are people, Argentinians, that swear down mm. that they saw um, Hitler. Mm. Wow! Like while he was alive, like when they were like young children. And, you know, like women that are like nowadays like fifty, sixty that say like when they were like little kids. They remember being at like a dinner table with Hitler, and, he was, like a, and he was like a friend of their parents. And stuff. That's crazy. And they had like, and they were like half Argentinian, half German. Mm. And like their dad, who was German, like knew Hitler and stuff like that. It's like crazy. Mad, isn't it? So it's like, take wait, 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 wait I, I'm undecided. Mm. I'm not. He, I'm neither here nor there with it. But I thought that was interesting because Bernard was saying it like it was a fact that it was. Whereas this is saying after actually doing testing it turned the out the fact that it, yeah. was that it wasn't yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so have that bernardo yeah i like you like to hope that like hitler met his end like you know <laughs> you're gonna say you like to hope he got away for a second <laughs> nah, nah like you know that he got what was coming to him really yeah yeah oh no, yeah me but, too yeah, 100%. yeah yeah but it's yeah. yeah so it's horrible that if it if it didn't happen like that yeah 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 definitely definitely it seems like a yeah, awful to think that he escaped yeah, justice. I guess this awesome yeah. life in Argentina. With yeah, the locals I guess yeah. the only in guinea pig. The only po- yeah, <laughs> the only positive I suppose you can take from that is to think that he was obviously so obsessed with like the Third Reich and everything, and like making saw like, how much it crumbled. quote quote unquote Aryan supremacy like mm. take over the world and eradicating the Jews and eradicating the Slavic people and all that. 
at least he had to live his if he did survive at least he had to live his whole life knowing that he completely and utterly failed mm. yeah. that's like living one his thing. whole life in disgrace yeah mm. knowing that literally his his, his inter- not only was his uh, forces wiped out and eradicated but it ended up having massive negative ramifications on the German people. There was literally the Berlin Wall was built mm. and people that lived in East Berlin under sort of like Soviet rule would have lived awful lives. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like really bad lives, like impoverished. And the fact that like it basically split your country in two as well. You know, that's like not nice, is it, to think that your country mm. would be that divided? Mm. Um, so, you know, even if he did survive... I'm sure he, you know he had to live his life in sort of shame and regret, and mm. you know, knowing that he caused the lives of ridi- a ridiculous amount of not just people in general, but German people who were like basically who we were trying to make like the master race. Mm. Apparently, by the time that the Allies and um, you know all the Allies got to to Berlin, obviously the Russians on the Eastern Front and and the and the Americans and the British and the Canadians and the Australians etc. on the Western Front. Apparently, by the time they got to Berlin. The, the the German army was pretty much eradicated already. So like the, the Nazi officials had like basically made like boys like dress up in the soldiers' uniforms and just basically gave them guns and were like, right, you need to defend the city. Jesus. So that's like in itself, mm-hmm. that's horrible. Think about that. There must have been quite a lot of young lads, like twelve year old boys mm-hmm. and stuff that must have just been like killed. Probably terrified, not knowing what they were doing. Probably not hitting anything. Just, just yeah, died in for like no reason essentially. Mm-hmm. This is a, another cool fact now. Do you know that during the Greeks' um, fight for independence in 1826, a Turkish garrison in, in the Acropolis was besieged by Greek fighters? When the Turks ran low on bullets, they began to cut the marble columns um, to use the lead within as bullets. The Greeks are so fond of their history and so much respect their heritage that they sent the Turks ammunition so that they would stop destroying the columns. I just thought that was like an interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was like they were cool. literally like they were that's like at cool. war with the Turks to like win their uh, independence, but they were so distraught at the idea of the Turks like destroying these these mm. beautiful columns that were like from mm. the ancient Greek heyday and all these pantheons and stuff like that. They were like, no, we'd actually just rather give you bullets to fight us, yeah, even yeah. if it kills us. I mean, I guess if they're getting bullets either way, yeah, why not? Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so, yeah. This is this is a cool this is a cool fact. Um, Charles Darwin and Joseph Hooker started the world's first terraforming project on what's known as Ascension Island in 1850. The project has turned an arid volcanic wasteland into a self-sustaining and self-reproducing ecosystem made completely of foreign plants from all over the world. That's epic, isn't it? That's cool because normally you think of when things because there's that sometimes like if things mix from different places yeah like will it cause like disease disruption. and stuff and mm. disruption or will it be but that's like a, like seems yeah. like an amazing well, like cohabitation of I guess in stuff. in this case there wouldn't have been any risk of that happening because if it was literally just a volcanic wasteland there's yeah. nothing to destroy yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. it was like you can only do good whatever yeah. you know what I mean? I'm sure there was probably some other some plants that got introduced that ended up dying out because they were like couldn't combat with mm. probably more efficient mm. plants and things mm. like that but at the end of the day, it's like that's not really too much of a concern because none of it's native anyway. Mm. And as long you know, those plants are going to live on in their natural environment, yeah. probably back home wherever they come from anyway. But it's quite—I almost like it makes me really want to go there because it's almost like this. In a way, it's almost like this artificial island. But by this point, obviously, it was made in 1850, mm. and now it's like 2022. It's what was quite it called again? Ascension Island. Ascension cool island. name for an island. As yeah, well. it is a cool name. Look that up. So yeah, I'd, I almost like really want to go there and just like see what it's like. Mm. Seems pretty epic. 
Oh, I've heard this one before. This is pretty pretty nasty. Did you know in the the and it's a great movie as well actually. I recommend. In the 1982 movie Poltergeist, um they used real skeletons as props because they were ch- cheaper at the time than getting plastic skeletons, which is funny nowadays because like plastic skeleton props are like pretty easy to to mm. get nowadays. Like even like we could just get our hands on them. How w- wait, when was this? Um 1982. That's not that long ago. Mm. No. No, yeah. Um, apparently, um, I can't. I can't remember exactly the dealio, but apparently, um, you could get your hands on human skeletons. They were usually given out to things like colleges and universities to mm. help people like learn human anatomy. Right, like right, people right. that were going into like medicine, you know, like doctors and stuff. You know, to, like helps you like learn how to like uh-huh. heal bones and you know all that sort of osteo side of of um, like medicine and stuff like that. But yeah, one thing that's, that the directors and the producers though of of the movie like kept it from the actors and the actresses, mm. so they didn't know. Mm. And um, there's like a scene where, um, yeah, like one of the apparently there was for, for four or five days they did this specific scene where um, the the one of the lead females of the movie um, like is like swimming in her parents' swimming pool, but then it gets like really dark, um, like literally the water literally turns to mud, and then it's like the skeletons are like in the in, in the water with her and stuff like that and um they like they did make they put makeup on the skeletons because the skeletons were all like bleached and stuff when they were given to the the movie but then they deliberately made them look more like monstrous and like put like fake decaying flesh on them and stuff mm. and in the scenes um yeah the skeleton she the skeletons were like dragging around her and it was like this really horrifying scene and then the the actress said that she was like really horrified later on when she found out that they were like real people's things. Whoa. And and like some people um think that um say nowadays that the the um oh, what's the word the um the set the set of the movie was like cursed. And they also mm. say that um like Pol- Poltergeist two was like a cursed production. And a lot of people say it was because of the fact that they used f- like four real skeletons. And mm. just like it's almost like seems a bit disrespectful in a way. Mm. I remember when I went to Peru and I was out in the in the deserty part of Nazca mm. and and the part where there was just like real skeletons like just littered all over the floor. Oh, I remember people, I saw a picture of it. Yeah, and like I was just had like a couple of femurs in my hand and like like you know and it's mm. just weird that that was actually people. They're like oh. massively long dreads there as well. Yeah, aren't they? so so the people that the the women would never cut their hair like while they were yeah. alive and they would be like literally you had like these dreadlocks that were like massively long like yeah. you know mm. and just just all over just littered across the desert floor you know yeah. and it's like thousands of years old Whoa. that's crazy, crazy. yeah that's crazy yeah. that's crazy there's another, another quick fire fact for us now um, the American government used to have what they called a conscience fund where people could send money if they felt guilty the largest sum ever received was in 1909 when someone mailed in $18,669 in today's money that's f- almost half a million US dollars. That's crazy. I can you imagine that somebody just like a conscience fund where someone could send money in if they felt guilty. So someone out there was just feeling really guilty about I'd something. I'd hate to know what they did. So They, they just, definitely did something pretty messed yeah, up. They just sent in almost half a million. That's, That's crazy, crazy, isn't it? That's pretty cool, though. That's mm-hmm. a pretty cool fact. <laughs> um, this is a cool one, I thought. Um, did you know that m- motion sickness occurs 
due to a confusion between perceived movement and actual movement. The brain's conclusion is that one of the senses must be hallucinating due to poison ingestion, and thus the brain induces vomiting to clear the, suspo- the supposed toxin. Mm. And that's why you like throw up if you're on a fairground ride or something mm. like that. Because mm. nothing in nature would make you feel that way other than having hallucinations mm. or you know crazy feelings from yeah from being poisoned yeah mm. so that's literally the only reason why your body makes you throw up which is crazy isn't it mm. because it seems like almost like an obvious thing like we all know you know that if you go on like a crazy fairground ride or something you might throw up but it's you never really question why mm. so mm. yeah it's actually it's actually because of that evolutionary thing i wonder yeah. if that's the same as like car sickness because i was always, i would always get like car sickness and mm. because like it's yeah, not a maybe. very natural well thing, yeah really, mo- it, it says motion sickness mm. so yeah motion sickness would fall under that you I mean, know it's pretty crazy when you think about the fact going in a car is like just going in a box where you can on move wheels. extremely fast but you don't actually have to I move was yourself on the way back I from a, um, yeah. yeah from from a concert yeah. once and I, I that was a very real reality i'm just in this tin box just <laughs> yeah. curling Man, i think uh, it quite like, often te- it's mad. yeah yeah oh, so weird <laughs> anyway we're going to send some tracks now this is the wildflowers by opeth stick around we've got loads more quick fire facts and we're going to chat some more about ai in the second hour you are listening to Pandora's Box on Aspen Weight Radio. Thanks for chilling with us this evening. We love you. Oh, um, yeah. Have you guys ever heard of a lady called Amelia Dyer? Amelia Clark? Yes. Amelia, Amelia Dyer? Dyer? No. no. <laughs> she is known as the Reading Baby Farmer. The Reading mm. Baby? I, I just imagine this red person in my head and they're like, this Reading. She is Reading. She's yeah. shy. <laughs> She's reddening. She was a horrible woman. Oh. She was oh. born. I don't like her. On a, in 1837, and she died in 1896. She is credited as being one of the most prolific murderers <gasps> in British history. What? That's where the red comes from. Yes, red rum. <laughs> Murder. Red rum. <laughs> Operating as a baby farmer in Victorian England. Isn't it so funny to think they used to have, ba- baby, they used to have baby farmers? What? I don't get it. Was she the head producer of her baby farm? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So she operated as a baby farmer in Victorian England. Dyer was hanged in 1896 for just one murder, although there is little doubt that she was responsible for many, many more. Dyer first trained as a nurse and a midwife, and by the 1860s became a baby farmer, which was a lucrative trade in Victoria-era England. The Poor Law Amendment Act of 1834 made it so fathers of illegitimate children were not obligated by law to support their children financially, leaving many women without options. For a fee, baby farmers would adopt the unwanted children. They then operated under the ruse that the child would be taken care of, but often the children were mistreated and even killed. Miss Dyer herself assured clients that children under her care would be given a safe and a loving home, but this was far from the truth. Man, I know I've, like, I've said this before, and I like on a couple. I can't remember exactly why, mm. but you got to be messed up if you want to hurt a baby, or like, or even kill a baby, man. Mm. Like, what is wrong with you, man? Anything, yeah. Oh, innocent little things. Yeah, poor little sausages. Initially, Dyer would let the child die from starvation and neglect. She would give what's known as mother's friends, sorry, mother's friend, an opium-laced syrup, which was given to quiet these children as they suffered through starvation until death. What the hell? I wonder if this is what the film I watched last night is based on. What movie was that again? Prisoners. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so tell us about prisoners briefly um, before I carry on. There's essentially like they kid. There's these people that yeah. kidnap like children, yeah. and you follow like this dad who's like child has just it. been kidnapped, and, yeah. and like the detec- the lead detective on the case as well. You follow them both for their story, basically. I don't want to give away any spoilers, no, sure, but sure, um, sure. but that that little it bit you were saying like there it, with right. like the opioid mixed like substance, yeah, that sounds like well, that is in the film. So right, right, yeah, it must be based on uh, you know even if it's just loosely on mm. some historical stuff. But I think also to like yeah to like starve a child to neglect because it must be crying so much and like that to me like would naturally tug on your heartstrings or even if it mean? doesn't cry because it's been given that opium, opium but, but you're just, just like drugging. starving there like, I still think like savage. in between doses of opium yeah. it must be like you yeah. know what I mean like sad because it's just not so savage poor little sausages eventually Dyer resorted to faster murders which allowed her to pocket even more profit Dyer eluded the authorities for years, but was eventually arrested when a doctor became suspicious of the number of babies dying under her care. Surprisingly, though, Dyer was only charged with neglect and was sentenced to just six months of labour. Dyer learned from her initial conviction. When she returned to baby farming, she did not involve physicians and began disposing of the bodies herself to avoid any added risk. She also relocated frequently to avoid suspicion and took up the use of aliases. Dyer was eventually apprehended when an infant's body recovered from the Thames was traced back to Mrs. Thomas, one of Dyer's many aliases. When authorities raided Dyer's residence, they were overcome with a stench of human remains, although no bodies were found. Several more babies were recovered from the Thames, each with white edging tape still wrapped around their necks. Dyer was later quoted as saying about the white tape, that was how you could tell it was one of mine. Dyer was tried at the Old Bailey in March of 1896 using insanity as her self-defence. It took a jury less than five minutes to reach a guilty verdict. She pled guilty to just one murder, but using estimates based on timelines and how many years she was active, she likely killed up to 400 children in her life. What? That's savage. On Wednesday, June 10th, 1896, just before 9am, Amelia Dyer was hanged to death. Because the murders, yeah, innit? Mm. Because the murders occurred during the same period, some believe that Amelia Dyer and Jack the Ripper are one and the same, and that the Ripper's victims were botched abortions committed by Dyer. There is little evidence to back this theory, however. Yeah, mm. yeah I don't believe yeah, um, that. Yeah. But you can see just because it was like around the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, what a horrible, horrible woman. Yeah. I hope that you're burning in hell, Amelia mm. Dyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't take pleasure or joy in saying that. But I hope you are, you sod. <laughs> <laughs> you absolute sod. Sodomist. You absolute sod. No, that's a different thing altogether, mate. Oh. <laughs> Winston Churchill found so much... <laughs> anyway, quick fire fact! <laughs> Winston Churchill found so much enjoyment and relaxation... In whiskey. Well, yes, he did from whiskey. Mm. But also in laying bricks. Oh. That he joined and paid dues to the Bricklayers' Union. He even inquired in a letter... Is there a rule regulating the number of bricks which a man may lay a day? And what are the restrictions on overtime? Do you know what? I can see that, though. Mm. Because mm. Think, he had such a mentally taxing job. Not only was he the prime minister of a country, but he was a prime minister of a country during one of, time. if not the largest war of all time. Mm. You know, sort of between that and the First World War, I guess. So it's like... That's, you know, it's a very mentally stressful job and it's very mentally taxing. 
And I think when you do something that's extremely mentally taxing, um, the simplicity of physical tasks can be very relaxing to mm. you. Just a nice time to like switch off, lay some bricks. Oh, man. It's one of the reasons I, I always say to you why I quite like gardening. Yeah, last weekend, now I've yeah. got a garden, yeah. which is like the first time I've ever had a garden. Now you're embracing your inner Samwise so, Gamgee. Yeah, like yeah. The, the little um, garage bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. around the side. Yeah. Um, had like I was like right we're gonna do our garden got two ton two ton bags and um, cleared like a load of bracken and brambles from the uh, side the and like, oh and just got it all completely clear not to so be like, confused my, with the kraken not the kraken but no. the bracken yeah but it like it was hard work like yeah, yeah. full full day of it I was knackered after like aching and stuff but it felt good but yeah it felt so good to do something yeah, physical like yeah. that mm, you know and yeah. where you can see the result at the end as well yeah. it's all clear yeah. it's yeah it's really good that, that physical oh, it's work lovely, sometimes man, it? it's lovely mm. it's lovely it's that, lovely it? that's so funny that you, you like you like messaged them and basically asked if he if there was a limit on how uh, many yeah. bricks you could lay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so almost like doing asking it, for a friend, doing yeah. it by doing it by the book, <laughs> doing it by the book. This is almost like quite like a funny one in a way. Um, in 1944, British military intelligence submitted a, pl- a full plan to kill Hitler during one of his routine solitary walks. It was never carried out, however. Why, you may ask? Hitler was such a poor strategist that the British realised that his replacement could, in all likelihood, do a better job of defending Germany from the Allies than Hitler would if he died. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think, as you know, we've talked about it on the pod in the past at different points, but, like, um, Hitler was pretty nuts, really. Yeah. Like, Hitler was not a very good military general. Yeah, like you said, um, like, one of the major turning points of the war, wasn't it, when he, like, decided to take sole control of, like, what they were doing? Well, he, well, he was always in sole control, but he did, like, a lot of strategic blunders. Like, he unnecessarily opened up war on the Eastern Front, um, which was, like, really started to turn, like, um, was a massive turning point in, in World War Two. Um, he also had like crazy fantastical like th- plots rather than thinking of just like you know straightforward efficient military tactics as we've talked about in before he had like crazy ideas like I want us to build the massive tanks, tanks. That there ever was yeah and he literally wanted mm. to build like tanks that were like insanely massive mm. and they were like all of his like um you know generals and like you know all the engineers that he got to like overlook these plans were like look each one of these things is going to cost like millions and millions and millions of pounds. That's obviously obviously in today's money. Um, and not only that, but if one of them like has some sort of mechanical problem, mm. that's going to cost so much to fix. And the parts are going to be so massive and so intricate um, that, yeah. And if, say, that they are, and they're going to be such big lumbering things that, like, say, if they are bombed enough... Um, and big enough bombs are landed on them that it's basically incapacitated, then it's, it's going to cost a ridiculous amount just to even get, remove the thing, let alone mm. to get it working again. But he just had these, like, grandiose visions, do you mm. know what I mean? He was great at, like, he was very charismatic, and he was great at propaganda and stuff like mm. that, and almost, like, getting the German people behind him. Because let's not forget, he did basically put the Nazi party in power, essentially mm. just from his own speeches and stuff. Like, he convinced the whole country to... To you know, to basically get behind the Nazi ide- ideology, which is crazy, really, when you think about it. Mm. Mm. But yeah, when it actually came to like military strategy in itself, like ooh, like a lot of the people in his cabinet, if not all the people, were just like, "This guy's crazy." Mm. <laughs> so the British were like, "Actually, yeah." By this, by 1944, the war had already started. Shif- was already shifting anyway, and they were like, "Actually, it's probably just better to keep him around." Mm. I mean, there. Were, I mean, there were assassination attempts on Hitler from German people that's how like by the end of the mm. war you know what I mean people are like we need to get rid of this guy because mm. you know otherwise who we're was, just gonna... who was the guy that um, what was it 
there was someone we've talked about on the pod before that mm. was supposed to um, to 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 snipe him was that uh, and miss Simo someone or something. Simo. And 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 um, it, and the person that was walking in the trench and, and mm. he missed him, but then it was like, oh. do you remember that story? Oh yeah, sniper, it right? It was like was so that the, the white death. No, 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 no. That's nothing to do with Hitler. Oh. Um, Simo Heha, whatever his name was, the Finnish guy you're thinking of. Um, but and it was like it yeah, was they, found in, out in, afterwards in World War was, One. Mm. Yeah, there was basically like a British soldier that could have killed Hitler, but he took pity on him. Yes, that was and, it, and that, and yeah, not knowing obviously that that but guy that would go it. on to cause World War Two. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like obviously your initial reaction is like, oh, if only he'd killed him. But then you, you think, um, by modern day standards, it would almost be. I think at this stage, um, it would almost be dangerous to say that because we have no idea how the world would be different now. Like no. I mean, we it, in the long run, it could have even ended up worse. Yeah. I mean, I don't I mean, know. You I'm never just, know, do you? But, I mean, on the upside, I still, I'm still i not 100% decided on that because I think considering how many millions of people died during the Second mm. World War, mm. um, you know what I mean? It, it might still have been worth it just for him to take him out. Mm. I mean, from a British point of view, um, solely a British point of view, it might be it might have been better as well because, obviously, um, I mean, World War One sort of, like, gave... Brits are hammering like so like a lot more British soldiers died in World War One than they did in World War Two, for example but um, by the end of World War Two, it was, it was basically that was like the hammer in the coffin of like the British Empire mm. like, people think of like you know like nowadays we don't have a British Empire we're just Britain aren't we mm. whereas obviously like the British Empire that was like what, was, what did they own like a, a quarter of the world or something like that mm. or a third of the world or something mm. something crazy mm. But um, yeah, obviously, just all our resources were just ground to a halt. Mm. We were luckily we're the only sort of country in Europe and stuff um, that like weren't overtaken by the Germans by the by the Nazis. Although the Germans really tried a couple of times, like and on they the, got Guernsey, the Battle of yeah, mm. like the Battle of Britain and stuff like that. They really tried, and, and you know they had a couple of other. Um, oh, what was the operation that Hitler? It was Operation something. So it was basically like his operation to try and take over Britain. But, you know, luckily, obviously, unlike France and other countries, they they couldn't accomplish it. But just to in that effort, just to, you know, not be invaded and everything. And all there was there was wars. There was like battles going on all over the world. You know, there were like wars between in like British fo- soldiers were fighting in Egypt yeah. and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Not just like it's not like we were just defending mm. Britain. And they were like, you know, in the, in Burma, there were freaking like British soldiers fighting in Burma and stuff. Mm. So it was quite like a hammer in the coffin of the British. There's like all our resources and everything were like spent. And it was also sort of like the rise of um, the Americans, really, in a lot of ways, the Second World War. They were the really ones that, like, I would say properly came out of World War Two as the victors. I would say mm. as the Americans. Mm. But, but yeah, the, the British literally like to try and entice America to join the war, the war literally like sold. Like gave well, basically gave land and countries to America, um, and yeah, it's almost like by the Second World War, it's like they'd almost like solidified themselves as like the new big world power, and mm. almost like the police of the world. That's how I almost like see it, and they're pretty much like to this day, aren't they? Mm. Really, whether like mm. regardless of what your thoughts are on Americans, because I know a lot of people don't like America, and then you know it's not the most popular. They're the, place. They're the biggest economic force in the world at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, and at least until um, and I'd still say they are probably. The most respected military as well. Oh, okay. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. I've not yeah. really thought about it like that, but of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd say like, like it, the main, you know, the main deterrent of anybody that say wouldn't like countries like Britain and US mm. in the world, the main deterrent of why they would not say want to then go to war with us is because 
is mainly because of the, the Americans, isn't it? Mm. Oh, yeah. They have so yeah. many nuclear bombs. They, have, they, they put so much more government funding into their military than, say, a country mm. like Britain does. Mm. They just have so much, like, st- you know, money poured into weaponry and, you know, encouraging, like, young men to join the army when they come out of, of, of um, high, high school. Mm. You know what I mean? Stuff like that, you know. Whereas in Britain, I think a lot less funding is get put into it. We yeah. have our Trident, which is good, like Trident on nuclear submarines, which basically are, which apparently are ridiculously good, to be fair. Apparently, um, Britain's Trident submarines are, like, the best submarines in the world. Whoa. Yeah, apparently, um, I think, I can't remember, I think I told you this guy before, so, um, but I remember um, the the Brits had, like, an agreement with the Americans that basically said, like, do you mind, like, obviously, they knew that we wouldn't actually do anything, but, like... But if we get near... Yeah, can can we basically... Yeah, 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 yeah. And they Um, they do it to, like, Japan or China as well, or, like, they... China. China, yeah. Yeah, Um, and, yeah, apparently um, a British nuclear submarine, like, basically docked in New York Harbour, (laughs) and no American, like, not even, like, the most state-of-the-art American radar could, like, pick up that there was, like, a nuclear submarine in their harbour. That's crazy. In New York City. Yeah. Just docked. Yeah, and apparently, um, yeah, um, Trident submarines are so advanced as well that they can literally follow, like, almost, like, nose to tail, like, Chinese submarines under the water, and the Chinese subs just don't even know they're there. Mm. (laughs) Crazy, you know? That's mental. Another thing as as well I saw the other day, just back onto like the World War thing, like yeah. some, some of the early ones, um, you can you can see like colorized footage of mm. um, of like things that were recorded from like the First World War and stuff. And a proper savage one I saw like the other day was like shell shock victims. And, oh, like, yeah, and like and like yeah and and yeah and it's yeah. just like what it's crazy to think that some experiences that have happened like to humanity like that can actually cause something like that that yeah. actual physical and emotional like trauma trauma yeah. that, that plays out in this like he, these people are just completely they're not like people anymore it's like really no. weird and it's like, it's crazy how something like that can happen like to me like that can no matter what you go through you like, can recover yeah but yeah. like when you look at something like that it's like nah like that's just like they're, they're, they're like totally altered. messed up from yeah. it yeah yeah, I mean, hopefully, like, you know, with enough years, hopefully I'd like to think that maybe they can get somewhat back to what they were before. Maybe. Mm. But these I people had, like, yeah. just ticks and stuff, you know? And they can't, like, they can't respond properly. No. So I suppose, weird. like, it's such an overload. Like, I think there's so many unnatural things. Yeah, mm. like, and it's not natural for your ears and your eyes to be taking in things like massively loud bombs going off. And it's like, with, like, planes going over you. And I'm, like, you're probably just, like, it's such an, like, think. Chaotic. Like, mm. even when you think about, like, say, like, medieval, you know, battles, like, when you think of, like, getting like, your arm cut off or anything like that, it didn't, wouldn't have the same sensory stimulus mm. in a mm. negative way mm. as if there was, like, sh- you know, be as loud. bombs going off <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. you know? Mm. Like, the clashing of the swords and, and, and stuff would, I'm sure, would have been, like, you know, yeah. pretty intense. Yeah, and, like, bombs intense, and, but... like, anything, even, like, bullets and guns and the bangs and that explosion yeah. there's something like so powerful about them mm, that's yeah. like beyond our perception that's just like yeah. it's crazy it's like a volcano going off or something like. yeah it's quite it's quite quite actually I was watching um like a programme about like muskets yeah. you know like muskets were like the primary sort of like weapon Lead of muskets. choice at least by say the British Empire and stuff um, during like the Napoleonic Wars and they were saying like one thing that people don't really realise about muskets today 
um, was that they gave off so much smoke mm. that like most of say the Napoleonic War battles, like the really big battles, they said that obviously after a couple of rounds, of, you know, by like hundreds of men giving off yeah. rounds, they said that literally like it was like the battlefield would have been like thick with smoke. <laughs> so like crazy. you would have like wouldn't have really even been able to see your, your target. So you were like firing mm. blind, and then you just suddenly see this like Frenchman just suddenly just come out of the smoke. But by the time you saw him, you'd be like five feet away mm. so it was really almost you can imagine it'd be quite like, ominous in a mm. way like you'd hear drums in the background and you just hear all this like yeah, um, like yeah. cannons going off and like guns and stuff but you wouldn't really know where you are mm. it sounds like it would be like a lot more I, I, I imagine it'd be like it cause a lot more sort of like n- feelings of nausea and confusion then you'd probably think if you just you know without knowing that and without looking deep into it then you would initially think of like a battle back in those days mm. you know that's like yeah, that sounds pretty intense, doesn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Crazy muskets, eh? Muskets, muskets. and apparently muskets were savage weapons as well. well. Obviously, nowadays we just think of them as being like um, inferior guns. Yeah, being like really like not very accurate and stuff. But apparently they were like brutal. Yeah, they would like mm. like yeah. Up holes in people and stuff and yeah. wasn't there the lead that would like splat and like um, yeah yeah apparently literally like it, when a, a musket ball entered your body it would like shatter bone and just send flesh like Whoa. flying mm. and apparently it was like it would have been like agonizing like absolutely agonizing to like get shot with a musket ball like sometimes it would like blow entire limbs off and stuff Whoa. like if it hit like your forearm and stuff like that like crazy just shatter all your forearm mm. bones and it and proper everything. call of duty style mm. brutal man Anyway, should we have some more quick fire facts? Yeah, man, bring them on. Quick fire facts! So, um, did you know that dragonflies are one of the most efficient killers in all of nature? They capture their prey more than 95% of the time. To put that into contrast, lions do not even have a 50% success rate. Whoa. Mm. That's crazy, isn't it? Fair play to the dragonfly. Mm. Also one of the most ancient creatures on the planet. Mm. Do you remember when we talked about those giant dragonflies? Megan the Europsis. Yeah, yeah. Megan Europsis. Yeah, yeah. They've, yeah, they've, um, one of the most ancient creatures on the whole entire planet. They evolved like, like millions and millions of years before even the first dinosaur. Mm. They are quite trippy dragonflies. They scare me a little bit seeing a dragonfly for some reason. I always think like if they were, if they were massive, They'd be one of the most terrifying things to be massive. Well, obviously behind like spiders and stuff. And stuff. But mm. Yeah, I always think yeah. when you see a dragonfly, it's almost like um, it feels a bit like special. Yeah, yeah. Mm. A special um, there's this real nice um, walk around by us. Um, I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to think of the name right. of it. But um, where they've got some hides there where you can go, and I've gone and done some filming there and stuff. And um, there was loads of different dragonflies flying about. Mm. And then there was this tiny little creek. And like there was a there was a giant um, dragonfly, and it was there, there was it was really cool because it's like a nature park. It's got like you know the pat plaques, and it tells you mm. about the different ones and mm. stuff. And you could actually see the ones that it was talking about flying there. And and it's had this plaque about the giant uh, dragonfly, and it was like this thing just lived in this creek. It was just in the middle, and then it'd just be cruising around the middle of it, and then it would just cut, come up around your head a bit. But it was just always there. And I went off on my walk, come back, and it was like you could tell that that was like its territory. It's territory. Yeah, you know? and I was so like, cool. That's so cool seeing a dragonfly like that because normally they, they're a bit all over the place aren't they yeah. Yeah. that little creek was this giant dragonfly's domain, domain. That's that's cool. like, the big is, one this like is that. my lair yeah. yeah another little fact now um, there was a hacker called Kevin Mitnick he was believed to be so dangerous that he was placed in solitary confinement um, government officials feared that he was so such an adequate hacker that he could start a thermonuclear war just by whistling into a payphone. What? Yeah. I mean... That's just by whistling into a payphone. I mean, I guess he would have had to have priorly rigged 
that payphone somehow or like hacked that payphone prior because obviously you can't just be like <laughs> do you know what I'm making up like when Gan- I'm calling to when, the code when Gandalf calls shadow facts <laughs> then shadow facts just runs across the, the the planes oh man yeah that's what I felt I, I didn't put two and two together then like obviously yeah that yeah. it would have had he'd have had to have hacked it I just mm. thought it was like a form of hacking like if you do yeah. do some certain frequencies <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. then then the code will, will then call then the nukes will go yeah. like you accidentally just like whistle into a phone and chat into your mate you accidentally hit that frequency and just yeah. like thermonuclear wars just set off yeah, it's cool to think, though, well, cool but ominous, to think that this guy was, like, so feared for his hacking ability that he was literally just placed in solitary confinement until he died. Because that's how, that's how madly good he was at hacking. I suppose it was... Hackers are, like, such a powerful... That's such a powerful thing to be able to do. I remember watching this thing about... Um, it was about some hacker that, that made a point of how easy it would be to break down society. And how they did it was they hacked into, like, all these traffic lights of a city mm. and just changed them by, like, a couple seconds... Oh Each yeah, one. I think, yeah, I remember. And it like built up so much traffic that there was like such a loss of like business and everything throughout the day. And you wouldn't think that it would yeah. do that just from changing the traffic lights like a tiny bit. Mm, but yeah. like he was just displaying how easily you could like cause. I wonder if you disrupt. can like. I wonder if you can like shut down the grid. Yeah. By by. Uh, could you do that? Uh, do I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, do you think that like that well, could happen? Everything is. Everything. <laughs> Not is me run. personally. No. <laughs> But I think everything is run on a system, and mm-hmm. if you understand the system well enough, you can get into it. And but do you think it. it's like accessible from the internet, sort of thing? I don't know. Yeah, there I will be. Know. I imagine it's probably one of the hardest things to. Because that's into, that's the thing about nuclear as well. Like you mm. know, you think of nuclear reactors and how yeah. everything is like run with that. There's like points of failure. I know they call mm. that like different. Or that, uh, well, yeah, cer- certain points of failure, but then also, you know, bits that you ha- like. Mm. If that, oh, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. um, I don't know how to describe it. Like, um, safe, sa- certain safety precautions that are put in place that you can't get past that one. And let- do you know what I mean? It's mm. like mm. I don't know how it would. I'm, I'm butchering this. I'm not even talking anymore. <laughs> no, no, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you're trying, what to, you're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, crazy. Because I know that, like, um, Anonymous have done, like, some pretty cool stuff, haven't they? Mm. I can't really think of an example right now. There's they a- released, like, the whole Jeffrey Epstein list, didn't they? That was one of the things Oh, was that one did. of the things they did? Yeah. Was it? Whoa. Crazy. Which, like, to get your hands on that must have been a hard thing to get your hands on. But like you say, these people, they're so, like, powerful, yeah. all things combined, that they could bring... If, if a hacker like was good enough and really wanted to i'm sure they could bring down like uh just a disrupt things you know yeah. yeah what was the one um they did something with paypal i know they were like unhappy oh, really? about the way i think that was an anonymous thing as well so mm. they like they overloaded paypal with right. like um internet traffic and like shut that down and that Crazy. caused loads of disruption mm. it's like things like that like overloading yeah yeah kind mm. of um like like websites and stuff I feel like we've never actually seen like a real good example of how a cyber war would be played out, but a cyber war would be like pretty terrifying because yeah. they could. There's so much stuff that could happen in a cyber war, mm. like you say, like if someone Delete just randomly got money. like nuclear codes or mm. something. You know what I mean? Mm. But I feel like we've never actually seen anything to date that has been that crazy, apart from like pre- things which essentially are almost like equivalent to a strike 
but just by hacking you know what yeah. i mean yeah, yeah i yeah. think i think the crypto space is like really crazy with hacking and stuff as well because mm. like I, I don't know there's this part of it it's called like the bridge where um i think it's where say like the exchanges like the, the bridge is like the point of like um where of um what is the word come to me word <laughs> vulnerability <laughs> right, um, right, in, right in the system that hackers can get into and they can like steal everyone's money like mm. kind of see what mm. last transaction was mm. and there's been a few of those i know like one of like the early ones was called like mount gox and that was where a load of bitcoin got stolen Whoa. and that was the mount gox was like the first online exchange like exchanges is is where um people put their money on to like buy these mm. different cryptos and everything and like yeah that was one you know people stole a load of money and like, i know there's been like different ones like there was this one recently um with a crypto called harmony and they stole millions of of like worth of so you know people do that mm. and what and what um these crypto things have been doing as well they've been paying the hackers to like give the money back so it's almost like really crazy as well almost like you know with terrorists it's like we never um is yeah it we do not we like, do, yeah we do not negotiate, negotiate with yeah but yeah. like these guys are so like can see how good like the hackers are and stuff that they're just like oh look we'll we'll do this if you give mm. us this money back yeah. do you know what i mean and they're actually like negotiating with literally them just taking wow. them for ransom yeah wow. and and like people are saying in the space like it's really like not good that that's happening because it's 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 um it's almost like encouraging that encouraging yeah, yeah hackers to to do it more yeah but yeah that's great because you know the, there is like i think it's really down at the moment but it's still over a one trillion market like cap of yeah. amount of money that's in like the crypto space mm. so that's a lot of damn yeah. money you know and like um people yeah hackers just going in that's that's probably one of the biggest ones of like people's wealth and stuff that's just being stolen yeah Yeah, that's pretty crazy i know we were originally obviously going to talk about um like ai AI, as well and i feel like this links pretty well into that because i'd be curious if if it did progress to a point where ai became you know essentially citizens equal to humans if, if that was the reality that came to be mm. would there be a situation where hackers would be able to hack into ai and change it or would oh, or would sketchy. ai be able to protect us from hackers oh one that's of the, awesome one really of the two cool. one of the two would happen wouldn't yeah. it yeah mm. either hackers would be able to like yeah basically turn ai into like a uh, an army mm. or the the opposite would happen Mm. AI would be like, don't worry, we'll literally just shut down whatever the hackers are trying to do. Because, like, surely a, the the whole fear with AI surely is that they are the ultimate masters of mm. like the perfect understanding the internet and computers mm. and everything. Yeah, because it's it's about knowledge, isn't it? Like, you get these people like that are just so their brains can hold so much yeah. information, and mm. it's what separates like genius from just from normal the, yeah, people. Mm, and that. Yeah. But like the the thing about AI it is it's like it, there's yeah, no it's limit. Infinite. Yeah. yeah, and it and it and it can grow in that. And it's like not only is that the case, but it can also at, uh, at like a you know in a microsecond like present the information that you're looking yeah, for I like, mean, if only we could do yeah, that yeah if it know? doesn't know something it's got like yeah in a, in a millisecond it's got yeah. access to every single to the knowledge of every single person e- of the greatest lived. minds <laughs> ever yeah. and not yeah all the latest studies and quantum mechanics and physics and just yeah crazy yeah. And that's it because it's like it's like alg- it does it on like algorithms and stuff. And I and I was watching that that video that I put in the in the mm. group. What's really interesting mm. about it is um through a lot of the video, 
it's uh, about like AI being creative. Right. So mm. like it's taking its algorithms and it's taking its um, information and actually being creative with it. So like creating art and stuff. Mm. And it's so crazy. I've because, seen a lot of that. Yeah, when you look at it, it is like you know, like an ayahuasca trip mm. or something, or like a or a mushroom trip. Like mm. the the geometric flow of things of like tapping is like you almost feel like you are tapping into the mm. matrix of information in life when you're having an experience like that because everything looks like that continuating pattern of mm. geometric mm. like craziness and like the um the artwork that these AI is creating is like that. It's like a continuous morphing and forming into right. something else. So it's almost like. It's, it is like the infinite potential being like manifest in some kind mm. of like art or something. It's, it's really cool. Crazy. Do you think we will live through a period where AI is going to be like a big problem? Like problem. Whether, it, whether it becomes robots or... I really don't know, man. It's so hard to say. I, mean, I think there's the huge potential for it. I think there? when you hear someone like Elon Musk saying that like we should all consider it as like the, the greatest threat, Mm, like yeah. right now yeah i think that sends like a bit of an alarm bell in my head i i've heard this like crazy theory of like you know you know like evolution and mm. the fact that like humans were like uh, a next step in evolution in a planet of like natural organic things of like life form and stuff mm. and like we've progressed in our um in our in our knowledge and everything it's almost I, I, someone was saying i can't remember what, when, where where i saw it it was like but it made me like it blew my mind about like we could be the seed of birthing a new kind of um like thing well, like for the God. universe yeah. God, yeah. which is like technology and ai so it that could God, like yeah. Yeah. almost overpower us but then be birthed into this new thing that goes out into the universe mm. that's beyond us well there's, there's a, a good question like, by I'll, I'll just add this question onto yeah. that by um by shutting down ai so let's say it got to a point where we were everyone in the world was looking at it like all right this seems to be getting a bit sketchy a bit out of our hands a bit out of our control now yeah. let's shut it down by that point is it not hindering life in a way well I mean the thing is how would you even shut it down because how would it surely by that point it would just be able to restart yeah so, again. so that's so, what I, that, that's that thing like when does it become like self-perpetuating or like yeah. self um, yeah how can it just like almost like self-reliant yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that, at the end of the day at the moment if you cut the wires a, yeah. on on something it's not going to be able I guess it depends it understands like, enough about energy and yeah. how to like self you know well, I like, think what you'd have to do so. is destroy the internet wouldn't you that's what you'd have to do to get rid of AI surely mm. destroy it, because then nothing's linked fully back to organic life oh because that was the other thing in, in, in that um in that uh, in that video, which is yeah. really interesting, it was like nano nano computers and nano bugs. Yeah. So they were saying nano that you know bots. potentially nano bots. <laughs> so it was potentially like what this could be for like for yeah. to, for for humans, as in like it could be so small that it could go into your arteries and it could like clear the clear the oh, gunk yeah. out of your arteries yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like mm. you know in in in, like, in a good way. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. the good part mm. of it. Um, but also if it becomes self like new like you know the computers knew how to to like make this it's like a whole army of those could be like built without us even knowing they're so yeah. small mm. in that or like do you and know just what I mean expand like, yeah, like, yeah. inside your body and like pop you yeah. from inside <laughs> oh my lord <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why like um, Elon Musk says why he's like making Neuralink and that because I know I've heard him say before that he thinks that we either have to basically merge with AI or end up combating AI. Mm. So he obviously thinks we should merge with it. That's why he wants... To, I know his, his whole thing is, like, if you have Neuralink, for example, and we have access to all the information in the world and stuff, then I guess that negates the threat from AI thinking of it as, like, a robot versus you. Because if the robot has access to all that AI, but you don't, then that makes the, the robot 
more superior to you. But if you have a Neuralink in you and you have access to all the information in the world, then you are just as powerful as that mm. potential like See, robot this is, or whatever. This is where like I think it's really interesting with like consciousness and stuff because if you are do go into like an altered state or if you have these kind of experiences, I like believe that we have the power to do that without actually needing like Neuralink. It's like for me, mm. it's just expanding the, the the information that you can like you know your brain can only hold so much. But mm. then in some of these peak experiences you can have in life where you open up like um to 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 wider information mm. you can you can understand it not in not in a way you can you can be you can be conscious of it mm. do you know what i mean so so like because of that it's like almost like you don't need like do you know what I mean? Like, there's the capability and there's the potential mm. of our own like consciousness to be expanded to an extent to kind of like know anything. Mm. Yeah. But like it, do you know what I mean? So it seems to be dehuman to think that you'd need some kind of technology to do that consciously. I think what's yeah. quite scary as well is that um, in my head, at least, and I'm sure a lot of other people would replicate this thought. It almost seems like almost a bit of a romanticized thought that we could live in harmony with cyborgs or, or AI essentially well I guess that's the however, whole thing with, with Elon Musk he's saying that we should become the cyborgs yeah but then I'm saying like however yeah. um, the the danger of that is that if we were to lead them to become in harmony with that with us yeah. and they became much more powerful than us quickly and they just decided you know what we don't need these we're, we're going to get rid of them now dispose of them at that point there's nothing you can do so like you say that's where I can see where Elon Musk is coming from with mm. the fact that you can't let this thing become so much more strong than you that we would become essentially hopeless well, it, it, think about like the people in, in life as well that like could do something that could like could be really horrible like kill mm. a baby mm. or something mm. it's the people that are almost like dehumanised like what mm. makes us mm. human is the emotions of, uh, yeah, yeah and that like so that's what's scary about it like because these robots or the clinical AI, yeah it's clinical when it doesn't have that there's yeah. more of a chance because I, I feel like you say, say some of the people have murdered people and they're like they're almost like psycho mm. they're mm. like they are just they don't have any emotion when a good like, analogy I've heard to put it that way they would say like if you need to build a freeway right um, and you know and you're going to destroy an ant's nest in doing so like does the humans care about that mm. like no mm. but by the time that EA got AI got intelligent enough and became superior to us enough it would probably look at us the same way we look like at an ant colony mm. yeah so if it just had a task and it knew it needed to complete an objective task. it would destroy us no with no more hesitancy than we would destroy wipe an out ant's. an ant's nest to make mm. a freeway because it was in the way of our and the freeway. question is as well if if an ai was came about and it was tasked with the idea of looking after all of the world like mm. all all nature you've got to think that to be honest on the on the overall plan and scheme of the world mm. humans probably would be better for the rest of nature if we weren't on the world. Would you agree with that? Um, well, I'd, I don't know, because I, I think of, like, when I look at a garden and, like, you know, and the garden's unkept and it's just left to do its thing, yeah, mm. it's got its own beauty, but it also looks a bit of a it's mess. unmanaged. Some of the most beautiful, like... I think that's almost like if a human is in harmony and creative mm. and using that beauty of creativity the with with the land <laughs> yeah. and with that mm. in harmony with it, it makes something more, more. beautiful yeah, yeah. Than, mm. than than it just growing on its yeah, own. You yeah. know, but mm. it's about it's about doing it in harmony with it. Which yeah, um, I, I think so. I think so. I yeah. suppose that's without looking at the entire population, though, isn't it? If you were to look at like cer certain people, I definitely agree with that. Like 
when when it is kept. Uh, well, I'm, ta- then, I'm talking about like the yeah. potential of humans. Like, right, not, right, not, right. Not, yeah, 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 generally, yeah, yeah we're yeah. like we're like 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 raping the earth, as they say it. Like mm-hmm. you know, with um, mm. but you know. With the potential that humans have, you can make it more beautiful, and that's like my hope. You're almost, yeah. like, you're almost like yeah. managing it. Yeah, so, I mean, rather than making it worse, you're almost managing it. Yeah, mm. which is like, which is better than just pure chaos. In cohabitation. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because I've heard that like in recent years, some people, some people that like believe in um, like that, that believe that like aliens and extraterrestrials and stuff has vis- have visited Earth. It's becoming more and more popular to think that rather than them being actual like life forms from another planet that it's probably that planet's form of AI mm. because oh, if you think about okay. it to, to travel through the infinite like sort of vacuum of space as well it's 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 hard for us to think because we just think of um, we think of time relative to our lifespan mm. alright but obviously to travel space effectively um, unless you've really come up with some ridiculously groundbreaking sort of thing um, it's like probably like thousands and thousands of years long endeavour um, so they think that the best way to get around that is to create. If as, as soon as a civilization is advanced enough to build an AI, mm. and they can put that in a spaceship and send the information and send back. that off, mm. well, that AI could have been live, alive for a thousand years by the time it reaches Earth. Mm. And they're almost like little scouts. sending back the transmissions. Yeah. They're, yeah. Sen- they're just sending it the same way that we almost like send out satellites, yeah. and the satellites are beaming so stuff. Mm. Well. But they're like almost like Sophia little human robots. Robot we like were watching think, yeah. just before this show, and yeah. then it's, it yeah. literally said in that interview, didn't it? The Sophia yeah. robot. It was like. I am. Didn't it say something like I could live forever? I am immortal, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think there was even there's even like speculation that like um, the 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 spaceships that Bob Lazar said that he worked on, that they were probably manned by an AI rather than an actual mm. like life form. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. With that, we've pretty much come to the end of the episode. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. So, um, your minds. Hopefully, your minds are sufficiently blown mm. for one day. Yeah, that was cool. I feel like we could chat about this for a lot, a lot longer. Yeah. Maybe we'll pick it up again next. I might week. watch yeah. some more videos. <laughs> yeah. Man, some real good suggestions on, um, on like just your YouTube from what we were watching earlier. It's Elon Musk interviewing a robot that's saying it's um, conscious. Yeah. Anyway, everyone, have a beautiful week. Thanks for um, tuning in this evening and being mm. with us. Uh, we love you. I have been Obadiah. He has I've been. I've been um, Bullwinkle. I that's believe his name. that's my name. He has been. Nice. Quebec. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. Have a good week, everybody. We Prepare love you. See you next week. For the worst, hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs>